Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How's it going? It's going good. How's it going where you're at? Not too bad. Not too bad. Doing alright. Uh, what have you been playing in the last week or so? Uh, still kind of plowing my way through Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about this after the last podcast. There is a way to get out of the Animus and to be in the quote-quote real world. Uh, but there are no triggers still, so all the people that I talk to in the area that I'm in are the same people, are the same conversations I had when the uh, um, uh, intro finished, and I got into the, quote, main part of the game. So still not quite sure if there is anything not uh, not Animus-related. Not really doing anything a whole lot, so I'm more kind of focusing on, uh, you know, just knocking off... uh, Hmm. Templars and that kind of stuff, just to see what it is, and then, uh, uh, you know, at some point I'll probably quote finish the game and move on. But I don't really have anything to move on to. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said before, I'm not going to uh, do anything cyberpunk related until I get my Series X, just because yeah. even without the bugs, I mean, there's always bugs in games. There's bugs in pretty much any game you play at any point in time. Uh, just graphically, it does not look the way that I want it to, so there's no reason to play it until I upgrade to a better version of the Xbox. Yeah. That or buy it on PC, but I'm not buying the same game twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting with Assassin's Creed, because I think about it at the moment, right? I know we've talked about this last week a little bit. If you literally deleted the Amazon story from the game, I don't know if it would be any different anymore. Uh, like, like let, Let's say you take Assassin's Creed Valhalla, right? And you're playing as the Viking character the entire time. I don't think it would make any difference, really. Uh, I mean, there's one kind of little thing at the start of the game, at least from what I remember when when I played it. But from the sounds of things, and at least from the last four or five games that that I actually played, um, there really wasn't much uh, need for the animus storyline which makes one side of the fan base really happy i'm just on the other side of that fan base um but uh as someone who's played valhalla a bit more than me would you agree that like if you took the animus story just out of the game it wouldn't really make much difference to what i've played so far no the animus has had no impact on the game itself outside of the couple or three world events that i found to where there's a glitch in the animus and then you exit the Avor avatar, so you're the character whose name I can't remember. Lila? That goes into the Animus. Layla? And, something yeah, like something like that. Doesn't matter. Um, then you do some, like, rando parkouring slash puzzle solving, and then you get, like, a weird clip of the Isu or I- Isa or whatever the hell the, the pre-human generation was called mm-hmm. um, for, like, you know, like four seconds of that. And then you get some random audio. And that's the closest I've found to it. Hmm. Yeah. So, not very much. Um, but that's kind of the way that the series has gone, is it's been more focused on the Ancestor, um, kind of, or not even really Ancestor, whatever, the the other part of the game, um, what's now basically the main part of the game. So, uh, anything else? Uh, nothing as of yet. I, I did purchase a game... Um, online and i got it today haven't had a chance to really play it yet so i'll probably have more on that later okay cool 
Uh, well, I played and finished uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is the follow-up game to 2018 Spider-Man. Still b- both developed by Insomniac. Uh, I'm not going to say too much here because I did do a review of it. Was that yesterday? The day before? I can't remember. Um, but I did do a review of it uh, at the weekend. Yeah, so it was yesterday. Losing track of time a little bit. Um, did review it the other day as well, so I gave more of my thoughts in there. Did a spoiler-free review. Um, I do think that this game is entirely skippable, even if you are interested in like the next uh parts of the story which i assume would be an actual spider-man 2 um not saying that this isn't spider-man 2 but it's one it's not actually called that and two that's not the real that's not sort of the purpose it solves um this should have been because this is basically a if you take the just the story into account it's about seven hours or so this should have been a game that was uh edited down to about four hours and sold as dlc I think that if they had of you know when they did the three DLCs after the main game, um, I can't remember what they were all called, but uh, they're involving like a couple of the other characters where you still played as Peter. If when those DLCs were coming out, and you maybe spaced them out a little bit more or, or something like that, and then release the Miles Morales DLC um, after those, it could have worked. But ultimately, the the way I think that this would have worked a lot better is um if you did spider-man forget the miles morales game for a minute if you did spider-man 2 first had peter as the proper sort of mentor character of miles build him up because even at the end of the first spider-man game peter's yeah he's been doing this for eight nine ten years whatever and miles basically just only just gets his his powers um and all that by by the end of the first game um what happens in the miles thing is like uh, peter kind of leaves i'm not really going into spoilers by the way this is just general sort of what the story setup is so there's no there's no spoilers here um peter leaves new york at the start of the miles morales game and basically says to miles like hey you're spider-man now you can be in charge of uh watching over the whole of new york one i don't buy that peter would actually do that and two, that shouldn't happen. I'm not saying that like Miles is a weak character or whatever. I'm just saying the point of both of their character development. Miles has basically just become Spider-Man. Whereas Peter's been doing this for eight years. So if he wanted to tell a story about how like, oh, Peter got his powers first. And like he was the first Spider-Man and that. And he's been doing this for eight years. Miles then gets bitten. He gets his powers and stuff. They didn't, they failed to tell that story properly. Because even though there is a degree of like, okay, I'm going to pass the mantle to you for now while I go on vacation or whatever uh and then I'm go- you you do this whole story I'll come back at the end um that's not really how that type of story is supposed to work I just think that if if you'd have done Spider-Man 2 done the same character development that you did with Miles but have Peter in the game as the main playable character again develop Miles in Spider-Man 2 then the point that you get to at the end of this Miles game if Miles is at that same point at the end of Spider-Man 2, an actual fully developed um, Spider-Man with all his confidence and everything like that, and then you do this Miles Morales DLC to where he's an established Spider-Man, I think that would have worked a lot better. Um, what do you What do you think? Well, I can definitely see Peter Parker like taking a break. Like you said, he's been doing this in the storyline canonically for like 19 years. He just got back with Mary Jane. You know, we're it's a video game world, so there's no COVID. Dude deserves a vacation. So that mm-hmm. part of it I have no problem with. Um, outside of that, I'm just not that familiar with the Miles Morales character. So I don't really know 
that whole storyline. I would like to have known, but I agree with you from what I've seen um, in the game that it is basically DLC, but they're charging full price for it. So I was I, never going to buy it just I think on it's that like $50 alone. or something. Yeah. So just below like full price. Yeah. But yeah, this should have been like a four hour, $20 DLC kind of thing. Um, I also just, aside from what this game should have been classed as, which is a four hour, which should have been a four hour, $20 DLC, I just don't think this game should have happened yet because I think Spider Man 2 should have happened first. So, um, but it is what it is. But the, the positive thing to t- kind of take away is by the end of this Miles game, when he's established as a full Spider-Man and all that, and they're teaming up, that's great. That 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 aspect leading into Spider-Man 2, I'm very look- much looking forward to. They just didn't quite do it the right way around, um, which is which is interesting. But yeah, going into Spider-Man 2, Miles and Peter now fully established as like this this Spider-Man team up. Miles is more confident and everything. He's, he knows himself better as Spider-Man and all that. That's great. I'm very happy about that. It's just how you got there could have been could have been a lot better. So, but uh, I don't want to say too much more because I did do a full review yesterday. So uh, you can look out for that if you want to. Um, I then went and started uh, the Dark Pictures anthology game, uh, Little Hope. They did have the Man of uh, Maiden, which was a 2019 game. Uh, and then at the end of 2020, they released um, Little Hope, which is this one. Uh, they're anthologies, so they have nothing to do with each other. Uh, still kind of like the same theme and all that. Uh, obviously, like the same uh, development team, Supermassive Games. Uh, I think that's the same company that did uh, Until Dawn. So it's still the same horror choice-driven kind of thing, which is cool. Um, still very much similar to the sort of Beyond Two Souls, Heavy Rain, Detroit Become Human. But that's uh, Quantic Dreams uh, side of games. But um yeah, it's it's good so far. I've only played, I would say, about two to three hours or so. Um, actually, probably not even that much of it. Maybe maybe like about an hour and a half to two hours. Uh, did the sort of opening, um, scene or whatever, and now they're trying to sort of figure out what to do. But um, yeah, I I quite like those uh horror choice driven games. They don't even need to be horror. Just like the, those sort of choice driven games. The the idea in a game like that to where okay, you can either save certain characters all the characters or none of the characters so like everybody could die everybody could survive or some characters live some characters die being in control of or well not in control being in charge of like trying to get these characters through the story is something that is is genuinely quite interesting to me um of course like if i make mistakes or whatever then obviously a character might die and that could be my fault but uh yeah it's going to be they haven't really it's it's interesting cuz you get sort of an hour into this or an hour and a half into it into this and it's kind of like basic setup about like okay this this is how you kind of play the game and do, doing a few little dialogue choices here and there um i still don't quite know what the story actually is yet but i feel like i'm kind of just about to be told what the story is um but yeah i've i've found that quite interesting so far it's been it's been fairly good uh played a bit of call of duty as well yesterday not too much to add there necessarily uh the servers are just still really weird like call of duty modern warfare the 2019 game is still a great game but it's it's pretty much always had um server issues uh and so sometimes it it doesn't like it doesn't happen at all sometimes you'll you'll join up with your party really well there'll be no lag in the game and you'll have a really good game but uh sometimes that still kind of just uh doesn't go that way but um what was the other thing i played yeah that's pretty much it just those two games finishing spider-man and all that so uh, I have sent Spider-Man back today. I, I don't have any interest in like doing 
new game plus or uh, getting the other collectibles so uh, it's just going to be the case of waiting for Spider-Man 2 whenever that's going to be so uh, that's what we've been playing let's move into a little bit of housekeeping see you for that in a minute Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're get, getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our koalu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with koalu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up koalu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. I've lost my mouse. There we go. Alright, moving into housekeeping um, on the United cast. Man United drew 0-0 away in the Premier League to Liverpool. Manchester United still remain at the top of the Premier League table, which is the important part. Uh, Could possibly have won the game, but not quite. But um, drawing away at Anfield is still a very good result. So very, very happy with what's going on over there still top of the Premier League table so that is what matters at the end of the day Uh, as I mentioned my review for Spider-Man Miles Morales I gave it a skip rating Um, again even if you liked the 2018 game and you're looking forward to Spider-Man 2 you don't necessarily need to play this game but you can if you want to because it's entirely up to you did a spoiler free review for that um did a couple of dc podcasts uh wonder uh, wonder woman 1984 was released on streaming services over here uh, you can basically go and buy the film on demand uh, so if you look on like the playstation store or the xbox store uh, not the switch store obviously they don't have video stuff over there uh, but if you look on your xbox store or the playstation store uh, or amazon prime at least in the uk you can go and rent the film if you want to i'd recommend that you don't because i don't think that you need to see it because i gave it a skip rating but if you want to go and watch wonder woman 1984 i'm not going to try to stop you from doing that but uh, gave it a skip rating uh, have you seen the film yet uh no it's part of hbo max yeah. over here yeah uh, i don't know if you can purchase it um i just i have no interest in seeing it i think the funniest review that i've seen for it 
was just a one-word review that I sent to you saying that uh, Gal Gadot's horribly missung Imagine cover isn't the worst thing she's released in 2020. So I just I found that yeah. utterly hilarious. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, if that's the attitude of it, yeah, I don't need to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not very good in my opinion, but um, hey, it's out there if you want to go and watch it. I did do a follow-up episode, uh, basically talking about um, how the DCEU is kind of failing to use its own brand, which is DC itself. Uh, get, I got into some stuff there. Um, for the for that DC podcast, there was no spoilers. I just kind of talked about how things have gone so far and where things are kind of going for the future of the DCEU. So um, there's that. Uh, did the uh, first two episodes of A Month of Positive Creators as I mentioned I think last week the first episode was talking about Bex she is known as Trista Bites Tr- sorry Trista Bites um, no Trista Bites yeah B-Y-T-E-S uh, Trista Bites on Twitch you can go and follow her over there and the second episode which was for last week's episode is talking about David my other co-host as well uh, David Elliott who of course runs Geek Town Geek Town Dakota EK and Geek Town Radio on iTunes for TV and film news. Um, so yeah, that was the second selection for Month of Positive Creators, and there'll be a new episode available on Wednesday. Uh, there's United Cast for us beating Burnley one 0 That was good. Uh, last week on Gaming Talk, we talked about the Star Wars games and some changes there. Uh, the Indiana Jones game that is in development as well, and uh, also talked again about Assassin's Creed as we did at the start of this episode as well. Uh, and that's pretty much what we've been doing on EntertainmentTalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's get into some news. Alright, uh, I'll go first. I think we do have two things that actually kind of tie together. So I'm going to go through one of my news pieces and then we've got two different Last of Us 2 news pieces. So if we tie those all together, that should work out um, pretty well. Uh, let's go to the first big thing, which was probably the big news of the week. Uh, CD Projekt Red um, released a video on you know Twitter and YouTube and all, all those different platforms. Uh, and it was this guy basically apologising for everything that's gone wrong so far the fact that they shouldn't have released the game and kind of what went wrong with the development and sort of trying to apologize and saying that refunds are still available they had this little like roadmap thing uh i didn't um like take down any information of what he said because it's just kind of a standard sort of apology i thought we could just have a discussion about it uh, and about sort of the future of the game and some other things uh, i want to go into an email straight away which ties into this uh, Emily wrote in and said, uh, so where are you both at with Cyberpunk? Will you finish it? Are you mad with the dev team? Uh, what do you think this means f- for uh, future titles? I'm assuming she means uh, future CD Projekt Red games. Um, I'll go to you first as somebody who was more anticipating this game a bit more than me. Um, wh- where, where's your head at with, with Cyberpunk and sort of CD Projekt Red? Hello? Did you mute yourself? Yeah, I muted myself, sorry. There we go. I was having a hiccup attack, so I muted the mic and then forgot to turn <laughs> it back on. Yeah, so I've been intentionally not following that just because 
it's one of those things that there is no good statement that they can release to explain away what they did and um it kind of sucks i also think the hate that they're receiving for it is just way out of line because nothing they did was so awful that it deserves what they're getting so it's kind of on both sides that Mm. you know are just being absolute nutters right now um as for the game itself like i said during the intro you know until i can get my hands on a series x and i'm not going to pay you know nine hundred dollars for it for a scalper because i don't need it that bad um i'm just gonna back you know back burner the game until that time and then i'll just make my judgment based off the game at that state from there Mm mm-hmm yeah that's pretty much what i'm gonna do i'm gonna wait until some of the patches are out uh, i don't have the game on me rental wise at the moment i did send it back because i'm not gonna keep it in my rental slot for like two months taking up a space while they patch the game so i sent it back i did get spider-man and uh the dark pictures game kind of in place of it uh, i still got the game installed and all that and like i have my i have my save files ready and everything um, so once they patch the game, probably more than a few times actually, because there's two big patches they talked about, didn't they? Uh, which is mm-hmm. supposed to be January and February. I mean, they're running out of time a little bit for January, but um, there's supposed to be two big patches on the way. I'm going to wait until both of those are out, and then I'm going to jump back in and see how the game kind of fares. Because like I said, I think it was the episode two weeks ago, uh, when we kind of came back from Christmas break and all that. No, last week's episode, yeah. Uh, when we kind of came back from Christmas break, and I basically said like... It was a good game to me, but it's uh, the, my my main issue at the time, and still my main issue performance-wise, is just the frame rates. I mean, graphics. I've spoken about that before. I don't really mind how a game looks, and I still thought that my, at least my version of Cyberpunk that I played still looked alright, and I'm not too bothered about that particularly. Um, but yeah, I'm just gonna wait until they patch the game, and then hopefully the frame rates can get better, and then I'll just go and finish it off. But um, yeah, I mean so i i wanted to make kind of make a comparison with with another recent game and i'm i'm only only bringing this game up because it's a recent kind of example so i did talk a lot in the last couple of months about the avengers game which is uh you know uh crystal dynamics and um square enix's uh avengers game and i know i kind of like said that i hate the game and all this and all that with with the avengers game and everything which I, i still very much stand by now if I'm to look at these, because I've often said the message about, like, you know, stop accepting bad AAA video games. And at the moment, depending on what version of Cyberpunk you kind of get, because there's been a lot of people that have played this on PC and said, like, oh, this performs pretty well for me. That's not a bad AAA video game then. Uh, but if you're somebody who's playing on, like, base PS4 or the, the Xbox One or something, or even on PS4 Pro or something, and you're, you're getting a bad version of the game, yes, don't accept that, that version of the game. And... uh I kind of have followed my own example with stop accepting bad AAA video games because, well, I'm not playing Cyberpunk right now. I've literally sent it back and said, like, no, come back to me when you've patched this game. So um, I've also not done that. But the the difference to me to where I did accept it initially um, in terms of actually realizing there's some problems with the game and some frame rate issues but still playing it... The difference difference for me between something like Avengers and... um, uh, Cyberpunk. I could also use like Crackdown for this and Fallout 76 for this example, but I'm going to use Avengers because it was the one that I fully played and all that, uh, or actually like you know try to try to play and stuff. Cyberpunk 2077 is a good game that's buried under glitches, bugs that are just crazy, 
and bad frame rates, really bad sort of texture popping and, and all that kind of stuff like that with the graphics and everything. But there's a good game in there. With the Avengers, that's also a game that does perform poorly, does have like texture popping and all that kind of, you know, the technical side of things. But it's a bad game that's also got the technical side of things. There's two sides. Somebody asked me, I think it was some point late last year, what what is the kind of criteria of not accepting a bad AAA video game? To me, it's the point where, okay, how good is the actual game for its content and the like, the story and characters and gameplay mechanics? And then you've got some the other side of it, which is the technical side of the game. Like, how does it perform? What's the graphics like? And, you know, is there bugs and glitches or gameplay uh, breaking bugs and glitches? To me, it's a side where, like, okay, if you take Avengers, it's both on it's bad on both sides because it's not got good content, the story's not very good, the gameplay is very generic, and technically it doesn't perform very well. If you look at Cyberpunk, there is a good game under there that's just buried under the awful technical side of the game. So that's where I just want to kind of clear that up and just sort of use those as as two different examples. I mean, for Fallout seventy six, I mean, I mean, it was more of a multiplayer focused sort of game and all that, but technical side of that game obviously bad. Uh, but I didn't actually play Fallout 76, so I couldn't tell you how good the story or the characters were because I never experienced that. So, um, where, where do you stand on that side of things? Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. Um, I can see the potential in Cyberpunk, which yeah. is why I haven't yeah. uh, tried to refund it or get my money back or anything like that. Um, but it's going to be a while, and it took two years of patches and fixes and updates to get Fallout 76 into a... a in an acceptable state. Mm. Um, and that was a bad game at launch. That was a horrible game at launch. And it didn't have any story because for whatever reason, they chose intentionally to not have any NPC characters outside of the robots that they had running around. And the amount of actual game to play ran out really, really quick and there was nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they've eventually, you know, added in NPCs. They've added in human characters. They've added in a ton of stuff. Um, so it is an, it isn't an acceptable state that, you know, I would comfortably say you can play this game now, mm-hmm. yeah. but outside of that, there's not really anything to brag about for that game. Yeah. The, the other one last thing I want to bring into the equation is the Avengers game is just a cash grab on the Marvel name, both in terms of just using the brand, because obviously the MCU's propped marvel up and all that i know know they've had comics and tv shows and stuff but let's be honest in the last 10 years or so the mcu has propped up the popularity of marvel which it's supposed to do because it's supposed to make that brand better with the with the films uh so that's obviously achieved its goal with with the mcu but not only does uh, the the argument still stand of what i just said a minute ago about the technical side of the game and the actual content of it of its of itself and like the gameplay mechanics it's also just a cash grab on the actual brand uh, it's not just a cash grab on the brand, it's a cash grab also in terms of like the, the ridiculously expensive battle passes, not battle pass, the battle passes, and uh, it might be different because Cyberpunk isn't really feeding off of any sort of well-known brand other than like the Cyberpunk theme, uh, it's not feeding off of something like Star Wars or Walking Dead or DC or Mar- it's not doing anything like that, um, but Cyberpunk doesn't have any of those kind of a cash grab incentives like a battle pass or a microtransaction or a loot box whereas the avengers game has got all three of those things so 
Um, that's the other argument that I put into place. Uh, but um, yeah, we'll see what happens. It, to, to me, it's just going to be a case of like, okay, I've sent the game back. I've been playing other games. I'm not accepting the state that that game was in. I tried to see if I could get past it, but I couldn't just because the frame rates were so bad. And I just couldn't really play the game very well, so I didn't accept it. Sent it back. Once, the two pa- once these two patches come out, I'm going to... Um, check out some discussion online first as to like the general consensus of have these two patches improved the game if I hear that they have I'll add it back to the list if it plays well for me or better for me at that point then I'll accept it and then I'll finish it so um, but according to how long the game actually is I don't think I've got very much left of it anyway so I don't know but um but yeah so because a lot of people that I've heard talk about the actual story have said that it's surprisingly short so um I don't know, but uh, that that's not always a bad thing. So uh, let's move on for anything else to add to this discussion. Or should we no, not on? really. Yeah, I think we both said our piece. So uh, let's move on to uh, some very positive news, actually. Uh, two different pieces of news uh, concerning The Last of Us. I'm going to read out the first one, and then Robert's going to go on to his news and read out the second thing. So, The Last of Us, which has got the HBO TV series in development uh, with the executive producers of Craig Mazin, the guy behind HBO Chernobyl, and uh, Neil Druckmann, the actual director of the first and second game, and now the is it co-president, vice-president of Naughty Dog? I can't remember which yeah. one, but he, he got promoted recently. So, uh, it's got both of those two guys behind it, uh, but they've added a third name, to the equation uh this guy's name i'm gonna not pronounce properly but i'm gonna try to kentime kentime uh that's the best i can do with that um he um so it says here hbo's the last of us has found a new director russian filmmaker kentimil uh balagov uh the Darling behind a drama called Beanpole uh, has been tapped to direct the pilot for the adaption of the hit video game. I just want to clear something up here. I've seen a bit of confusion about what this means. Now, uh, Craig Mazin, who is the producer on um, Chernobyl, the show I just mentioned, obviously he had a different director for that um, series because it was a different show to The Last of Us. I was seeing a lot of confusion yesterday about the fact that a lot of people thought... for so, I don't know why they, they thought this necessarily. I mean, there's sometimes confusion on the internet, whatever. Some people thought that Craig Mazin was a director for The Last of Us TV show. And they thought that this other guy coming in was replacing him. So I saw a lot of... I mean, you always see angry people on the internet, whatever. <laughs> but I saw some people yesterday of like, Oh, they've taken Craig out of the directing role and they've got this new guy in there. Craig's not listed as the director for uh last of Us tv show they didn't have a director this is the first director that's been announced for the tv show um because craig and neil are kind of co-executive sort of producing the show um so just to kind of clear that up there was no director attached to this before um plus the fact that unlike with unlike with a film that's usually got one director uh tv shows have lots of directors in in place so even if it was the case that craig was a director or he had another director listed or whatever you could have more than one director for a tv show because different the directors direct different episodes so it just doesn't work the same way as as what films do but all three of them are still attached um kentamir 
uh, Craig and Neil are all still attached to this project. Uh, they're still making it and uh, they're just making progress with attaching more people to it. And I'm sure they're probably looking at who they want to cast as as uh, the lead roles, Joel and Ellie and all the other ones. I'm sure that Neil's got in his mind um, who who he'd maybe like to talk to about that. Um, but yeah, what do you think of this this news? A bit a bit more progress on the uh, TV show. Yeah, and. To your point, director could just be, you know, director in name only. That doesn't mean they actually do anything or that he's any good at it. Hmm. I mean, hell, the director. Did you ever see that terrible Wild Wild West movie with uh, Will Smith? What was it called? I think it was called Wild Wild West. I don't think so. It Uh. doesn't ring a bell. So why? What happened with that? Oh, the director got his start in Hollywood by being Barbara Streisand's hairdresser. Actual okay. story. Huh. Alright. Um, but yeah, what do you think of um, Cantemir being attached to this? Have you heard of Beanpole or anything? Because I've, I've not heard of it. I've heard of none of those, so... Okay. Alright. Uh, but yeah, good news for the, the TV show. Um, I was going to maybe do this as an episode of uh, the new La- the World of the Last of Us podcast that I've got, but... Uh, I think if the show gets like bits and pieces of news, we're still probably going to include it here, because um, that podcast is going to be used more for discussion and reviews of both the game and the episodes. Uh, so that's not necessarily a news podcast for that. Um, I'll probably include bits and pieces of news depending on what I'm actually talking about for the episodes. Um, but this is still our gaming talk podcast, and this is still the news where where we talk about. Uh, the, the gaming news and all that. So I, I still wanted to include it here. Uh, you have something else listed for The Last of Us. What is that related to? Yeah, Naughty Dog is amping up their uh, mm. hiring process right now. Uh, Neil Druckmann tweeted out um, the other day. I don't have a date on it. Yeah, it was the 14th, so it was a few days ago. Mm-hmm. It says, come work with us. We're making something very cool. And then the emoji with the zipper over the mouth, so he can't talk about it. <laughs> But they list animation, art, editorial, game design, IT development, production, programming, QA, and user interface jobs. And each one of those categories outside of uh, editorial and IT development have multiple listings for that. So let me look this up here real quick so I can see the full image. So for animation, there's a gameplay animator, melee gameplay animator, technical gameplay animator, uh, for art, there's like all different kinds of stuff. For programming, there's all different kinds of stuff. Uh, game design, there's level environment design and game designer, obviously. So ton of stuff um, to be done there. Mm-hmm. So it looks like they're really going to amp up. They obviously uh, don't say what the game is for because they can't. Um, and the biggest downfall of the Working for Naughty Dog is the fact that you have to move to California, which you don't want to move to California right now. It's not a place to be. Well, what happened in California? Uh, well, the state's basically a prison at this point with their COVID lockdown restrictions. Businesses ah. are failing left and right. Mm-hmm. Like Something like 50,000 businesses have failed in California because of the COVID restrictions. Jeez. Um, I've, I've seen interviews with multiple business owners who spent like six figures like literally over a hundred thousand dollars trying to convert the restaurant from indoor dining to outdoor dining just to have outdoor dining banned as well <laughs> um yeah. so yeah there's there's no people or anybody that can leave has already left hmm. like elon musk left california because he couldn't take it <laughs> yeah um so i'm trying to 
figure out and maybe guess, is this to do with factions? Because it's quite kind of obvious that they're working on a factions too, which will be a separate thing. Um, I don't uh, know if if this would be for that. I, th- I don't think this is for Last of Us 3, because I think it's too early. We don't even know if... I mean, Neil's probably got an idea in his head as to whether or not he actually wants to do Last of Us 3. Uh, I'd obviously love to see that, but... I, I mean, Last of Us 2 only came out six months ago. It's a bit too early for, for something like that. Uh, if this is also a new IP or something related to one of their games in the past, like Jack and Dexter or Uncharted or something, that would kind of make sense. Um, there was a rumour a long time ago. I think it was about uh, around about the time that Last of Us 2 came out that like 80% of Naughty Dog staff quit. I don't believe that for a second. Uh, I mean, that could be true. I have no actual knowledge of that, whether that is or isn't true, and we probably will never find out. But I really doubt that. I just think that that news, because um, now that we're talking about the hiring process at Naughty Dog, um, the fact that like 80% of their staff quit or something, um, I just think that that was people trying to add fuel to the fire with the hate that the game was getting. Um, so I I still don't really, really believe that. But... Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, studios are always hiring for for people. Really, I mean, there will be people that will be leaving Naughty Dog. There'll be people that will be joining Naughty Dog. Um, same with all studios and developers and 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 whatever that that kind of thing is is going to happen anyway. Um, I mean, just a few, just about uh, a couple of a couple a couple of months ago, maybe six months ago, Bob Iger was retiring from Disney, and that's definitely not for a bad reason. Because look at how well. Disney's been doing and that. I'm just saying that when when people are leaving companies and new people are joining, it's not always for bad reasons. So um, you you could take or leave whatever you want from that. Um, but yeah, I mean a lot of people have talked about like should Naughty Dog shift gears and do like a space drama or maybe something a bit more um, stylistic, like move away from kind of um, photorealistic games and go back to kind of animation and stuff. Um, I mean when I did that podcast called uh, The Power of Naughty Dog which was just after Last of Us 2 came out. And I talked about, like, look look how many different areas they've done good games in. You've got Crash Bandicoot back in the 90s, an animated uh, platformer character. Then you've got Crash Team Racing, which is, you know, the same genre, uh, same franchise and all that, but you're changing from platforming to a kart racer. Then you've got Jack and Dexter, which is sticking with that, but going back to platforming, like sticking with the same animation kind of, you know, cartoon characters, whatever, and going back to platforming. Then you completely shift gears and go to Uncharted, which is like this Hollywood blockbuster kind of third-person shooter. And then you continue from that, change themes a little bit, and you go to third-person, post-apocalyptic, zombie-infected kind of game. So the fact that they've managed to do all those different types of genres, some of which are a little bit similar, but like changing with the themes and stuff. If they then change gears again and either go with back to animation or they go to like... Sci- uh, like a sci-fi kind of angle and stuff I do believe that they could they could tackle that so I don't know I don't know what this would necessarily be for because it's difficult for me to judge or try and guess at what parts of uh, Factions 2 they would be for, for, for development I'm assuming it would take the same kind of engine and sort of gameplay mechanics for Last of Us 2 and then you would just convert that into an online game so I don't know uh, what, what do you think this might be for? Uh, it's hard telling, but yeah. it is a lot of jobs between the de- various different departments. It's over 20 jobs that they're hiring for. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if 80% of the staff quit or if it was just a contract job because I've been working contract jobs for the last mm-hmm. couple of years. You know, you work a certain amount of time and then your job's over. 
you're not fired, you're not quitting, you're just no longer there. Um, it's impossible to say, but 20 is not an insignificant number of people. So, hmm. Yeah, but, you know, the more hands they got on deck, the better, because, you know, more people kind of help them to uh, make the game and stuff, which would be good. Uh, there's also just the other stuff about, like, oh, Neil Druckmann's really toxic to work with, and that's why people left, and that kind of stuff, and I don't really believe that either again he could be i don't work in naughty dog so i don't know if, if any of these things are actually true or false but just judging from my own perspective i just think again that's adding trying to add fuel to the fire and trying to get people to uh hate naughty dog which people try to do that kind of thing so i don't know um uh, i think we kind of talked about that uh but yeah like i said before naughty dog have been there in the 90s in my childhood with crash bandicoot and all the way through to my adult life now with with last of us and uncharted and whatnot so they've they're doing pretty well in my book and uh, have done well i've done so for all of my life pretty much i know that sounds quite dramatic but crash bandicoot did come out when i was a, a child basically so <laughs> pretty much all of my life basically um but yeah i look forward to whatever they're going to be doing next which probably is factions 2 and then something else so we shall see uh what else do you want to talk about today well, we have another cancellation. Uh, the Capcom Cup and Street Fighter World League Championships were supposed to be scheduled uh, at the end, in the middle of next month, February 19th or 21st, but Capcom has canceled both of those events. Uh, they released a statement saying, while we strongly believe that we could have executed a great event with limited risk to staff, players, and crew, we have reevaluated the situation and it has evolved to the point to the... Uh, state where we can no longer hold it live. So they're going to make it an online event. Um, Evo 2021 is still currently scheduled to be in Las Vegas later this year. Um, last year obviously was canceled. Uh, no status update on that. So it's kind of, you know, just kind of interesting that things are still getting canceled, even though we're well past a lot of it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these sort of conventions and that kind of thing are very, very difficult to organize, even, uh, let's say, pretty much a year past COVID and everything, because uh, you can't really do, well, you can't do conventions at the moment, because you can't do meet and greets, you can't have crowds of people, because uh, it's, just, it's just too dangerous, so um, that's why it's interesting the other day, I think David said about this last week on Geek Town, that uh, MCM which is a convention thing over here in in the UK. They usually do events, uh, at least for London, um, in May and in October. They've set October and I think November dates for some of those conventions because that's obviously a long, long way away, October at the moment. But uh, if you're trying to do any kind of conventions for like the first half of the year, you're still going to have a bit of trouble because, of course, last year when they set up to do um, their sort of May... Uh, conventions and all that, all of it had to get cancelled because we were just right in the right at the beginning of COVID and everything. But um, yeah, if you can find ways to do these kind of things online, if fans are happy with what you're offering, at, at the end of the day, right? If fans that are paying for these events or going to these events are happy with what you put on, whether it's a, a virtual kind of thing or, or or something like that, then that's all you kind of need to do at the end of the day. Uh, I mean, things like. Um, like trailers or sort of like the DC fandom thing or Comic-Con trailers and that. You can do all of that kind of thing online because you can just release your trailers online. But for actual like cosplayers and meet and greets and that sort of thing, um, it's it's very, very difficult right now. So um, any other thoughts? Uh, no, I mean, it is kind of a bummer 
I mean, yeah. it's not anything that I would have gone to anyway. I'm not really into the whole, you know, competitive fighting scene. But it's always a bummer when something you love doesn't get to happen. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, cool. What else do you want to talk about? Uh, well, kind of the, a weird thing because this is something that, you know, has been part of both of our lives for the entirety of everything is that uh, a Flash is no longer a thing. Uh, Adobe is now blocking content made with Flash from running on browsers. It's officially no longer supporting Flash Player as of December 31st, 2020, and it will actively block anything Flash-related from being used uh, January 12th, 2021. Uh, On an interesting statement on the website... The uh, Flash is a website strongly suggests people uninstall anything related to Flash off their computers to avoid any kind of uh, system damage. Mm, yeah, you know, so Flash has been, uh, you know, been gaming on the internet since almost before you were born. I remember playing Flash games back when I was getting my tech degree in two thousand three. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, I remember playing, like, online Flash games at school and some of those sorts of things. I mean, I probably wasn't meant to be doing that, but, you know, we we all played games at school, didn't we, I suppose. Uh, but, yeah, these little, like, football games or whatever um, and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, it is a bit of a, a little bit of an end of an era, I suppose. But um, there will be other technology that will support di- di- different ways of doing the same thing in a way. There will still be some of these online games they'll just have to use something different to to run so um yeah yeah i remember like i said because i was at school well i finished i finished secondary school which is what we call it over here in 2010 and then went to college from 2010 to 13 um so yeah so even in like the the pre-2010 i was i was playing some of those games so um yeah it's been even for me somebody who's obviously the younger of the two of us uh it's been it's been it's been going on quite a long time but like i said hopefully with some of these games that probably still are popular as well um just not necessarily with the same because i mean i haven't played a flash game online in quite some time now but when i was uh uh like at school back then you, you'd kind of use it to take a break and stuff but yeah um it's going to be interesting to see how this kind of how this kind of changes um what do you think yeah it's going to be interesting in some older games actually used flash as part of their animation i mm, have a yeah. couple games in my steam library that i'm not going to be able to play now uh because of that and so it's going to be curious to see what happens with that i mean these are games that i've owned literally for 10 years so it's not mm. like they're refund eligible so i don't know if the game developers are going to because, I mean, it's part of the code. They would literally have to rewrite the whole game to hmm. get around that. So I don't think, and I don't see them doing that. Yeah. So, but, you know, technology always changes, sometimes too fast. Um, and we'll see how they, what they do with all that. So, uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, for the people that own an Oculus Quest, uh, multi-user support is coming next month. Uh, according to the developer, they stated in February, users will be able to add up to three additional accounts, accounts to the device, then share apps between the accounts. Uh, while feature will start on the Quest 2, Oculus says it plans to roll out multi-user support and app sharing to all Quest devices. 
Now, I don't do VR at all, and you only do it on your PlayStation, but I can imagine that's a big boon for anybody that does uh, Oculus Quest VR. Mm. Yeah, I, I love VR games. I mean, one of my favorite games from last year, uh, a criminally underrated game, uh, Iron Man VR, which a lot of people just looked at and thought was probably some sort of rail shooter, but it was so much better than that. Um, yeah, even with something as kind of admittedly underpowered as a PlayStation 4, because, you know, you have to have the processor box plugged into it and all that um which is that by the way that processor box is actually quite useful if you've got something that's either uploading or downloading uh depending on what you're doing on your playstation if you put i don't know if i've mentioned this before actually if you put your playstation 4 in rest mode and you have that plugged in when the blue you know the blue light on the playstation when it changes to yellow or orange or whatever usually sort of Mm -hmm. yellow if you look at your playstation processor box which mine is just next to my playstation if the light is blue that means the thing is still uploading or downloading. So let's say if you're like uploading a save to the cloud or if you're downloading a game or, or whatever, um, the light will stay on and it will stay blue and you'll actually know when it finishes because it will go red. It's a little thing, but like if I have my PS4 switched off or something and I'm like watching TV on the Xbox or whatever um, and I'm like sitting there watching a show knowing that a game's downloading or something, I'll know if it's done because the, uh, the light will turn off. So And the, the PlayStation, there's no other indication on the actual PlayStation 4 if you got it in rest mode, as to if the thing's downloaded or not, so it's it's quite useful for that. But uh, aside from that, yeah, I've really enjoyed my uh, my VR gaming. Um, I'm quite lucky that I don't really get more motion sick from it. Um, I mean, other than the the only game that's really made me motion sick, which wasn't properly configured for VR because it was kind of a, a normal game as well, was the Star Wars Squadrons. I remember as soon as I did like a barrel roll in uh, in that game, I was like, oh no, I can't just can't sort of manage that, but Flying around as Iron Man for ten or twelve hours was was perfectly fine. So, yeah, um, and I think we talked about this uh, off air. the The Iron Man VR is probably the game that if I was going to do VR, that would be the game that I would do VR for. Mm. Um, it looked it looked like a fun time. So, oh yeah, definitely was. Especially when you start like upgrading things and shooting different rockets and that. So it's got a good sense of progression as well. Plus, the story is just way better than it had any right to be really so yeah um i mean a couple that i would recommend astrobot vr is is awesome uh blood and truth is really good if you played the london heist thing um i still to this day cannot get um vacation simulator that on the demo to sync properly i always end up like under the desk or i I, just the one game i've ever played on playstation where i cannot get it to to like sync up properly and I, i don't know why so um but yeah i i really like vr and i'm looking forward to the future of uh more vr games so uh anything else you want to add uh no um i know a couple people that i know have started doing oculus i probably never would because that's owned by facebook and Mm -hmm. if you ever lose or decide to not have your facebook account ever you lose access to any and all of those games so oh all right I don't. I don't like when things are tied to other things that are not related to it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. What else do you want to talk about? Uh, kind of an interesting story. It's been in development for a while. Um, have you ever played Eve Online? No, I have heard of it though. But uh... it's it's kind of weird because a lot of people. It's kind of like a second job. I mean, it's very intense. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a massive war breakout in Eve. Uh, back in June, and obviously with everybody being home, 
you know, people have more time to play online games. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I say a massive battle, I'm not even joking. Uh, the battle involved 13,700 players between the two different uh, factions, and it literally broke the game. There are people that can no longer log into the account into their accounts um, because of so many people were on one part of the server, you know, doing the war. At some times, um, some people during the war spawned in and they had no control of their characters or their ship. Uh, sometimes people spawned in just in completely random places and didn't do anything. Uh, the game is completely broken in that part of the world. And the interesting thing is that the the company that makes EVE Online uh, has said that they don't plan on really doing anything about it. Um, obviously, if you can't log in, then they can help you with that. But if like your ship's stuck somewhere or if you you know, can't access something, anything like that. That's on you, not them. Uh, and Eve is also an interesting game in that things have real world money. And between all the people that showed up and all the ships that were destroyed, um, it was the equivalent of a 340,000 us dollar destruction, which is wild to think about. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, sometimes, these things can happen to to games, um, but it seems like they got some sorting out to do. Definitely, so yeah. Uh, and it's 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 the absolute definition of hardcore game in the sense that let's say you have to train a skill, and it says this takes three days to train the skill. It literally takes three actual days. The it will progress on a on a bar, obviously. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like if you if you select the skill on a Monday, you won't be able to use it until Thursday. So. That's how kind of hardcore that game is. Uh, I've tried it a long time ago. It just it wasn't for me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, there we go. Uh, what else do you want to talk about? Well, the last thing I have isn't really gaming related. It's just kind of interesting. Um, I've been kind of following Bitcoin for a while, but I've never gotten into it because I've never had anybody explain to me why it has value successfully. I know that it does have value. Um, I know that you can buy it and sell it and whatnot, but I've never had anybody successfully say this is why it has value. Like, like obviously currency, you know, it's tied to the government that issues it, things like that. You know, gold, precious metals. That's uh, that's been you know traded as a resource for the entirety of human history. Um, you know, art, collectibles, things like that. That market obviously you know sways, but there are factors that you can contribute to it, like the famous. You know, how famous the person created it, you know, value of this, that, and the other, things like that. So that makes sense to me, but Bitcoin has never made any sense to me. Um, and this this story is wild. Um, James Howell accidentally threw away his computer that had 209 million pounds worth of Bitcoin on it. Accidentally just threw it away. So that's, that's dead. Um and he's offering a 50 million pound reward to anybody that can find his laptop in the landfill where he thinks it might be. Um, and that's to anybody. So if you, um, live in the UK and you know where James Howell lives or might know where the landfill, his laptop ended up in and you can find that, um, Hey, that's a ton of money. 
Huh. And that's not even the wildest Bitcoin story I've heard. There's a companion piece to that. To the, some guys got like 500 million US in Bitcoin um, encrypted on a on a thumb drive, and he set the encryption up to where if you put the password in wrong ten times, it deletes everything off the the thumb drive. I don't like that idea of of doing that. I know on like yeah. iPhones and stuff and whatever, it's like, hey, if you incorrectly put this ten times, do you want to erase it? I no, I I don't do that. So. Yeah, he's on attempt number eight right now, so... Oh, better be careful. Hey, you can put one more in, but then after that, just be really careful. Yeah. Right. And let's be honest, if you've gotten it wrong eight times, nine and ten's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's unfortunate, I guess, what happened, but uh, you got to be careful with stuff that's that available, of course. So... Um, Right, was that everything that you had? Yeah, that's all I had, so... Cool. Uh, Well, we've read out Emily's email, which is to do with um, Cyberpunk. Um, Peter had an email that said, Hey, Matt, I was surprised to see you gave Spider-Man a skip rating considering how much you love the character. Uh, I've already talked about Spider-Man at the top of the show, and I did a review, so if you want to know more about that, uh, there's the 15 minutes or so, the review. Uh, Spoiler-free, and you can check out all that as well. Um... Then we have two more to kind of get to. One is directed at you, one at me. Kaylee says, hey Rob, did you ever finish or continue playing Gravedigger? That game that you found on uh, Game Pass. I haven't finished it yet. At some point I do need to go back to it. That's probably, I don't know if it's still on Game Pass or not. I think it might have left Game Pass. Hmm. But it's an inexpressive game. It's like 20 bucks, I think. Mm-hmm. Like on a normal price. So Yeah, um, yeah. I think I might go back to that once I finish uh, Valhalla. So. All right. Do you think I would like it? I think I've asked you that before, actually. Uh, I I think you would. Um, it's very somber. I mean, this isn't spoiler because this is literally literally in the intro. Uh, you're leaving to go home to your loved one, to your wife, and you get hit by a car and die. And so the whole game is you trying to process that while escaping the underworld and getting back to the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it it starts off very sad. It's very somber, and there's not dark, but slightly macabish mechanics to it um but i mean it's it's a good game um cool. i don't think you would hate it so oh, interesting uh and then one that started at me ben says uh, here's a couple of different things um i'm finding matt's overbearing love for the last of us a little weird and almost suspicious you must surely uh think about the game's other flaws such as the convenient story and betrayal of the characters um by the way when are you doing an episode of the actual Last of Us podcast? I've done the launch episode, but not an actual episode episode of the show. Um, I think that's a bit of a strange approach to... I mean, you've got like some questions and some comments in there, but what, what I find a little bit strange is... you're Because you're kind of saying that you have a continued interest in my opinion on the game, uh, whether it's for the, the actual show or the actual my, my thoughts on the franchise, I suppose... Um, but then my love for the game is like slightly too much. Uh, I mean, it, yeah. If if you didn't like the game, and on a lot of different shows, I've mentioned not just on this podcast but on others, I've mentioned the game a lot because it's obviously a recent example that something is that is excellent to me. Um, with the whole like a little bit weird and suspicious. I mean, like, uh, no, no, nobody like nobody paid me or whatever to give to give the game a ten or anything like that. I mean. Naughty Dog probably doesn't even know I exist. <laughs> so, um, 
I don't know, but yeah, nothing nothing like that happened. It's it's just simply a case where I played the game, I loved it, and we always try to be honest. We 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 always are honest on the podcast. And hey, if I'm going on the podcast and saying I don't like Last of Us, and then I'm I'm lying, there's there'll be no point to that. Um, in terms of the, this is the one thing I don't really get is like um the other flaws of the game, like the the con- convenient story and betrayal of the characters. Now I've heard multiple different angles on why the story is like convenient and why the it betrays the characters i just completely disagree with almost basically almost every take of that that i've seen um i just i don't know i think some people are missing certain angles of the story or certain parts and fair enough you know if if in your opinion the story feels a bit convenient to you or there's you know you're not happy with what with what happened to the characters that's totally fine that's if if that's the way that you want to feel about the game then that's that's completely up to you. But I'm just on the opposite end. Uh, I think for me and Ben, it's just the case where he perhaps doesn't like the game as much as me. He he didn't say in here that he hates it or whatever. Some people really really hate this game, uh, and some people love it. So you you got both ends of the spectrum or or of the of the opinion scale on that, and then you got people in the middle. Um, but you know, I love the game. Ben doesn't like it as much as me, and like I've said before, that is totally fine. So. Um, any thoughts on this, Robert? Uh, not really, no. I'm not played the game. I don't really have any interest in playing the game, but yeah, that's which, which nothing to before, do... So. That, and that has nothing to do with any of the controversy around it. It's just, I played the first game. It was alright. Didn't hate it, didn't love it. Um, and I just didn't have any interest in playing the game. So, mm-hmm. but that's, that's strictly um, based off of my rather uh you know just don't really care about the game mm-hmm. so didn't, didn't click for you yeah it's totally fine you've said the same thing about like witcher 3 and yeah some other games in the past um if you don't like it then uh you haven't done anything wrong <laughs> so yeah i i just think with last of us it was the case where it's a highly anticipated game the leaks happened the leaks were somewhat accurate but also not very accurate and also failed to provide context uh, people started targeting, like literally targeting Neil Druckmann, sending him death threats and calling him a hypocrite and, you know, this, that and the That's other. That's stupid. That, that yeah. is absolutely stupid. Yeah. And then I just think that the hate crowd gained more people. I think that people looked at the leaks without playing the game, assumed the worst. Um, and people just wanted to kind of pile on that. That's where the whole like Neil Druckmann's toxic 80% of the fan base, not fan base, 80% of the workforce quit and this game's terrible and... Yeah, when when you get a hate train like that on the internet, things can really kind of pile on. So, um, yeah, by the way, in terms of the, to actually answer your question, because you did ask, ask me a question here, uh, I do have multiple episodes planned. I just haven't, I think I said this last week and nothing's really changed. I just haven't decided which episode to do first. <laughs> so I've got the episodes planned. I know what I want to talk about. I just haven't decided which one to actually make first yet. So um, there is that. Uh, but that's everything we got for you for this week. Uh, thank you very much for listening. You can, If you want to send in your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, whatever, uh, matthewentertainmenttalk.org, Twitter, etalkuk, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. So get involved. Hey, if you if you disag- if you you disagree or disagree with me, and, me or Robert, that's totally fine at the end of the day. It's, it's all about opinion, and uh, we're happy to discuss that with all of you. So um, please feel free to continue writing in as well. Uh, if you want to find... <coughs> excuse me. 
all of the rest of the content it's available on entertainmenttalk.org uh, for TV, video game, films and Manchester United podcast uh, Bex streams daily of course Twitch Trista Bytes Trista B-Y-T-E-S go and follow her over there uh, David's TV and film news over on Geek Town Geek Town AK and Geek Town Radio on Tuesdays there'll be a new episode tomorrow so look out for those um, if you want to support podcast and entertainment talk there's different options for you Patreon we're on there the $1, $3 level tiers for uh ad-free podcast and review options uh word of mouth you can simply just tell people that you know about the content whether it's the website or uh us on podcast services just search for entertainment talk tell them about all that uh, social media same thing but facebook twitter different facebook groups whatever you would like to use uh i do need to go now uh, but we are at the end of the episode anyway so thanks very much for listening and we will see you next time goodbye